Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode, yet another return episode. How does this keep happening? Of the House Divided podcast. I'm Brendan, and Jeremy is here with me. Jeremy, how has your summer been? Good. I'm. I'm here despite my wife saying I should only come on if the ring that you sent me was in the mail, but apparently <laughs> I don't get a ring from you, only other people. So we're here. It's like our counseling and we'll get through it. You're yeah, we'll, we'll find we'll a way. Through. We'll get sports married someday. Eventually we'll like the same team. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to propose to me on a jumbotron. That's why we, we couldn't do it yet. Cause you don't even root for USA soccer, do you? No, I like Mexico. Oh, my God. Just to continue to be the house divided. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for committing to the bit. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a fun episode. We have our top five and bottom two moments of the off season for each of us. Um, and this is uh, all sport encompassing. So we'll be having a lot of fun with that. Um but first, we got to touch on something more serious, and we'll be quick because if you want to hear more details on this, there's a bunch of people more smart than us and who can put this more eloquently uh, and cover this. But I just wanted to come on the show and really talk about how Michigan has handled the Robert Anderson scandal um, it, it, as a Michigan fan and a U of M Flint graduate and still part of the school. So uh, it, it is really disappointing to see, uh, to see Michigan handle this in just a way where it very much seems like they are just trying to get this through this as quickly and quietly as possible. Um, I'm pretty upset that the athletic department allowed Jim Harbaugh to go and speak his mind on the issue because it should have been an easy gym. If they say anything, it's a no comment. And uh, he shared his thoughts, which I'm not giving him a pass, but it is an understandably hard situation for him and he should be handling it better, but it, somebody should have stepped in there and not let him talk about it. Um, I'm of the opinion, the boast at the statue needs to come down. Michigan needs to make amends with all of the victims in whatever way is necessary. Um, it's really heartbreaking to see how it's been handled. So, uh, if you have any comments on it, you can speak your mind here. If not, we are going to move on to, uh, the other stuff because sports are more fun and we're here to do a fun podcast. Yeah. I think, uh, most important thing is with no snark, no, uh, house divided snark, um, we can tell you we've been there, tragically. Um, it's not fun. It's not rivalry fodder. It's not the tragedy Olympics. Uh, it's it sucks. It's uh, it made watching MSU sports for an entire season plus pretty hard to do, and it didn't impact 
really the football and basketball program, the way that this is impacting the history of the Michigan football program. Um, I think for MSU fans, like we, we went through this, but I think we also avoided some of this because let's be honest, it was a medical school professor who wasn't the coach of one of the two most important programs on campus. Um, so be there for each other. This, this sucks. It's not fun to compare who has it worse. It's not worth your time. Um, the people who have it worse are the victims. That's all that matters in these situations. Um, I can say, uh, you know, to my Michigan friends, I hope, I hope you don't have to hear someone on the radio this year who defended Bo. That'd probably be the only thing that, you know, I don't really know that a statue, I think a statue is symbolic of, of moving on. And I, and I think I can be, you know, I, I would support you. Like you're the Michigan fan here. You want it down. Let's take it down. Um, I would say, uh, you know, I listen to Michigan broadcasts if I'm in the car and I want to check on a Michigan game and stuff like that. So I uh, would would hope that I don't have to hear a guy who went on the bow defense uh, as hard as he did. But other than that, this doesn't impact me personally. I just think of the victims. And But as a resident of this state, University of Michigan is a shining example of what a university should be most of the time. So I'd like to see them get back to doing that. Yeah, and that is uh, very well put. Uh, and if there is more developments here, we'll obviously talk about it. But uh, I'm guessing if you're listening to us, you have a better source of people to cover the more serious aspects of these sports. And we're just here to hopefully provide you some laughs and make you just a tiny bit smarter, just a tiny bit, but not really. That and just to remind you that Rick Patino doesn't last long. That's what we're here for. That's, that's our brand. Wow. Like we're not going to steer away from it. That didn't take long, but I'm chewing. All right. Let's get to some off-season stuff. Um, do, do we want to jump straight into the top five, or is there any other? Is there, is there anything else we want to talk about uh, before? Do we want to start with the negatives and end with the positives? What, what, where are we going with this? So we didn't discuss this pre-show, so I might be throwing a curveball at you, but I guess we really can't do a show this week. I think without uh, maybe expanding our horizons a little bit, like. Uh, we got some realignment coming. That's kind of crazy. Oh, the off season. Um, oh man, it's about to but, get crazy. And I guess we can bring it to our show. Barstool saying, you're going to leave me. You're going to leave me? You in Ohio State? You guys are going to the SEC? Oh, gotcha. Well, come on. Barstool. Oh, no. Qatar has a penalty. <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for those listening, I am watching the U.S. play Qatar in in a North American tournament. And, Ooh. and so I'll let you know if the penalty goes in or not, but first real, let me, let me write the headline. If he scores Qatar hero. Mm, that's a, you nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Realignment is kind of scary to be honest, because this round really seems to be heading the, the super league direction. And, as somebody who spoke up vehemently against the Super we, League, I both probably shouldn't come and advocate for this, huh? No, I would say we both uh, we both have been on the other side of that as mm-hmm. EPL fans. I think 
I think we're pretty safe to say that both our schools would be moving to whatever, if we go down to four large leagues or what, whatever it might be. Um, I'd say I, I would like to see the Big Ten not expand, but to make a scheduling deal with the Pac-12 for my own travel reason. But uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, Listen, man, like, I, I think, uh, see, I, I, I have two different, completely separate opinions on the matter. Um, one, I think if the Big Ten is going to go for this at all, they need to absolutely lean in to being the basketball super league. They should, no, I'm not even kidding. They should no, no. on the phone not. with Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Kentucky. They should be on the phone with all of those schools right. to try and get Kentucky. any of them to come. And Kentucky's not leaving. They just got the SEC money, baby. They ain't coming. I know, but if you get Duke, UNC, and Kansas to come, you're looking at a pretty crazy college basketball contract too. And uh, you got to think Calipari might, you know, he might, he might have a say in that matter. Ah, He hit the penalty over the bar. He tried to chip it and he hit it over the net. Uh, Okay. So back to, back to this. Um, The thing that the reason I laugh is that my idea was similar but different. I think we should invite Boston College because great hockey program. We need them. Get them in here. Uh, (laughs) I would just lean into being a hockey thing. Let's Notre Dame. You can come on for the rest of the sports if you want. That would football. I don't want you anything, but (laughs) we you can stay independent in football. I don't. We had Boston College. Minnesota Duluth is now Division One FBS, and they're they're joining the club. Uh, I guess to say, I think it's just it's just Boston College, and we elevate Notre Dame and other sports. Boom, there we go. Fifteen. Yeah. You know what I think the Big Ten's gonna do? Nothing. They're not gonna add anyone. You don't think Only they're gonna they're add gonna... anyone? No. I think they're gonna Only add. They need to. I think they're going to add Kansas and Iowa State. The Big Twelve like is dissolving. Kansas. The Big 12 is dissolving because because Mickey Mouse wants it to happen. And that's and you know that means it's a done deal. Those schools got to come somewhere. And I have I have seen a lot of opinions talking about Big Ten fans not wanting Kansas, but I, I mean don't. I, I dude, I, I don't for college basketball. Are you kidding me, man? Don't make no. that face at me. Don't. No. That's ridiculous. Nothing. I listen. I've added a Great Plains boring ass program and there's nothing to like about Nebraska fans. Why do I want to add Kansas basketball fans? I don't want don't, Kansas. Because who cares about the fans? We'd get to see Michigan, uh, Michigan State and Kansas battle for conference titles year in and year out. You know we, quit Bill Self, we quit Bell Self once. I don't want him back. <laughs> no. Man, just, I, I gotta I tell know, you, I, mean, I really couldn't disagree more with you. I think they would be a great – I think it's obvious. They're a great basketball addition. I just don't – a 16-team conference where – I mean, in basketball, I think you could still do a schedule where you play everyone, and then you have some teams you play twice. But I think having a 16-team conference where we don't see football teams like the SEC has done, even with 12 for fucking 20 years, like, I just I, don't – that doesn't I, appeal to me. I agree, Jeremy, but – I think that's inevitable. I I do. I think the Big Ten being more than 14 teams is not a choice anymore now that the SEC has gone to 16. 
and whether I, I, it's just how I feel. I feel like it's going to have to happen um, just because that's how college athletics has gone for the last 40 years, it feels like. So I think the only, I mean, granted, good. they have one good program, but it's seriously adding Rutgers. It's adding Rutgers. I know it is. Program. Yeah, that's completely fair. That's a fair and, rebuttal. I just don't care if that's the, <laughs> that's the tagline of the show because i yeah um no but seriously i think about michigan and kansas playing every single year and i like and i just i think about all the games i think about but, having kansas in the title fight every year and and i, I my i drool but what i mean you, but you could be I mean, how mad are you going to be the year that Michigan has to travel to Kansas, but they don't come to you? Because there's no way to do – you play every team home I mean, away. it's going to suck, but we already do that with Wisconsin, and that is so similar. Like, it's a fact of life in college basketball. That uh, I don't know. I, it's I don't know, Either way – Kansas sucks. Either way, the Big Ten is going to find the way to do whatever makes us both mad. So there's no sweat in this, really. Yeah, it's going to be – well, who would you not want then? Because then Kansas uh, – That's a good question. I don't want – part of my being. Pitt. You I've heard Pitt. I would say, yeah, I'm you just don't want to play Pitt and Arduzzi more. You'll see Narduzzi a little <laughs> bit more. Well, if it guarantees more field goals from the one, I am fine <laughs> But then you'll lose to the team that kicked a field goal from the That's true. That's so fucking true. (laughs) Um, uh, Pitt, I don't want, um, you know, honestly, West Virginia, I've heard them thrown around. Don't want them. Don't care for them. Yeah, academic. For whether we agree with it or not, there's zero chance the Big Ten will go that low on academics to admit West Virginia. It's not happening. You want to know? I I got a hot take. will not do it. I don't want Notre Dame in the Big Ten. I don't either. I, yeah, There's I nothing I, redeemable. Yeah, I mean, I, they're fine in hockey, I guess, except for that I have to watch a Jeff Jackson coach team four times a year. But it it really, no. I I don't care. Uh, I I don't need them in the Big Ten. I wasn't that mad no. when the matchup, the annual matchup with Michigan went away, because I was like, if it gets me to see more like different Power Five teams, like. Mm-hmm. It, that's that's awesome you know so i yeah hell with notre dame who cares um man what's gonna happen <laughs> i like do, how heavy do you think this is gonna go with these big 12 teams first of all do you agree with me that the big 12 is toast yeah i think i think what will happen is you'll have programs like west virginia and like a kansas state or that level uh, spin into the AAC. Um, that's going to happen. You may have someone end up in the ACC, but I kind of doubt that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what you do with like schools. Like, if you take Kansas to the Big Ten, you don't bring Kansas State. What does a school like Kansas State do? Like, their in-state school is gone, and not in the same conference as them. And they aren't really close to any other of the large conferences, nor do they really bring anything. Well, it's really easy. Kansas State, welcome to the group of five. Sorry. Like, I, oh, yeah. I, I was going to no, go. They're going to end up in the they're going to end up in the Mountain West. I like we've I, only got we got what eight programs to put. And I guess if we're going 16 teams, 
I saw today. I mean, if we're going 16 teams, every they could technically all land somewhere. And if not, then you are pulling a G5 team up into the Power 5. And who's doing that? I will. Well, I've seen today. Boise to the Pac-12, but they're not academically going to make it there. So Yeah, Boise to the Pac-12. I've seen um, – I've seen Cincinnati to the Big Ten. No. I, Again, can't happen. They won't do it. I know. Yeah, Ohio State they won't do it. Happen. That's for well, sure. Yeah, that's that's for sure not happening because of Ohio State. But it's also – at the end of the day, I think we can look at this through the athletic prism, but as crazy as it is, the ADs are not making these decisions. It's university presidents, and those dudes are not about to sully their average ranking because the football program – SNC is okay right now. Yeah. Like they're not going to do it. It's just, and, and we're talking about Cincinnati who just cut multiple programs. No, they're not I ready know. For Big that's Ten. a good point. Yeah. That's a great, they're point. not ready for big 10. Like the only one from the big 12 that I have any interest in is Iowa state just because I have friends that went there and I love Iowa state. So again, personally for me, I'm about it, but you wouldn't take Oklahoma state to the big 12 or big 10. No. Nothing about Gundy is encouraging to me. God. I, okay. Their basketball program is good. I take them for basketball. I don't want their football program, though. Listen, Detroit Piston legend Cade Cunningham is an Ohio, Oklahoma State alum. No. Yeah, we do it for Cade. We do yeah. it for Cade. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it just – the Big 12 for me just wasn't an interesting league. The only team I really like to watch out of there was West Virginia and Oklahoma. So – I guess, like football-wise, I'm talking, not basketball. No, oh, um, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Football-wise, football-wise, it was those two programs that I cared to watch. I don't care about anyone else in the league. They're just not appetizing. And so – See, I, I think, like Oklahoma State football. That that team's always been fun to watch for me. I don't like I mean, Mike at all, but like – They're I, they're okay to watch, but I think I don't gain anything out of what – like I've never, I've never wished that MSU would schedule them as one of their out-of-conference games. I've See, wished this is... they would schedule Pac-12 schools, and I've wished they would schedule SEC schools, but I've never wished – God, I really wish Texas Tech was on the schedule. I'm not going to push – I'm not going to push this further. I'd take the Big 12 over the Pac-12 in terms of who I'm scheduling for football. Uh, listen, we just had a talk wait, about wait. how – Well, no. no, no. What if is your travel plan for think... March? What? What is your travel plan for March? Seattle. No, that's true. That's Thank true, you. and you're right. Going to the Midwest, <laughs> going to whatever. The Dust Bowl, yeah. the Dust Bowl no, man. That's that's completely fair. I'm I've been just thinking football wise. Oh. No, but yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State. But I think the other thing See, that take I out with take is out like, USC and Oregon, okay? Because we're not including Oklahoma and Texas in this conversation. So right. like, you still have great destinations for like going to take football trips, but like. Oklahoma State versus UCLA. Like, who gives a shit? It's a like you know. This is a man. This is a man just talking that shit because you avoided playing Washington, so you're gonna talk that shit. We Don't play do Washington week two. Wait, didn't you? Was it a, you avoided the home game? We avoided the road game. Well, no, the, the road, road game, game yeah. is just now in like eight years or yeah. something. Yeah, so you're talking so, that shit. Don't do that. Washington's good. Washington's gonna beat us. I don't give a shit. What are you talking Listen, about? Listen, man. Giles Jackson is going to return the opening kickoff against Michigan for a touchdown. That is going to happen. I guarantee uh, it. Uh no, I mean, 
so yeah, I, I got us way off track here. Um, no, that's fine. I guess this has been fun. I think you're, if you want, if you honestly want to say, I think your first two are probably the winners. Cause I think Iowa state I can take for basketball and football. Um, Fred Hoiberg is going to be pissed. Uh, but, um, <laughs> <Good. laughs> but, uh, but Kansas, I think you're right. I mean, if you go just on basketball alone, I just, I love basketball and I enjoy being a basketball league, but I think the big 10 is good enough that they should be good at both sports. Like we have the schools that we should be good at both sports. So taking a school that is that much of an absolute shit show in football is not appetizing to me. I wish they were like decent and also not coming off a humongous scandal. That would be nice. Ah, don't say that's true. See, all right. Terrible timing. But I do agree though. The basketball program would obviously make, I mean, basketball season would be insane. If you can add Kansas into that, um, we can continue to extend. And Iowa State, to be frank. Iowa State yeah. would come in and just They're be good. a mid-tier Big Ten. T- they'd be in Iowa. They'd be really they'd, good some years and really bad the other, you know. They'd, they'd come in and they'd win a Big Ten title before Indiana and they'd be so happy. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I think they would be good as um, – I think they're the only ones that make sense for our league out of the Big 12. There's no one else that's even close to fitting in the Big Ten. So it's either you take those two or the Big or 12 scatter. Or Pac-12. Well, the Big 12 scatter causes someone else to bump around. Like the ACC takes three Big 12 schools because they lose one to the Big 10, whether it's Pitt or I don't really know. If Dude, I'm like, telling you. Syracuse has been kind of talked about. I don't know. Duke and UNC. I'm telling you. This is money. That would be so nuts. I mean, that would be – honestly, I would take them over Kansas and Iowa State. That's fair because their football, their football programs have had pulses. That's true. That and I just, I just, uh, Kansas just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. Even, even when we play them in the Champions Classic, like out of the rotation, that's the year I care about the least. I always would rather play Kentucky or Duke. Like, I just don't. Yeah, who do you guys play this year? Do you even know? You know, should be Kansas. I, I don't know. It's not Duke. Better. Because we played them. I don't know, I don't I'm looking it up. But it might be because uh, we it was canceled last year, right? So you're having to make up what last uh, year's it's, game was. It's Kansas. Yeah, you're yeah. playing Kansas. That's what I thought. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I think if you talk to the bigger basketball fans of the MSU fan base, they probably would love it. So don't count me as like speaking for MSU. Um, no, no, I know. But just, I'd like just be a halfway decent football program. It feels like adding, adding Rutgers, but with a good basketball program. Like not a good, I a guess, great basketball I guess, program. I guess my standard, my standards are just lower because I, I'm perfect. See, you're taking the approach of I didn't like this when it happened. Don't do it again, with like the Rutgers to Kansas comparison. Whereas I'm like, well, you set a precedent. At least they have a good basketball. That's true. That's true. No, <laughs> so, if you look at it that way, that's true. And I haven't liked any of the three that we've added, so I've had uh, two more that I don't. I, I understand. I, I was a big fan of Nebraska when they came into the was. league. I was, was also last year. <laughs> I was also 13 years old. So, you know. No, they were fine until this last year, and then now I just can't stand them anymore. Well, I've, I've known their fan base was a certain type of nutty since they got good in basketball for one year. 
and just I think Aunt Wright or something started a fucking war with him. On <laughs> um, but let let's get into some Michigan Michigan State stuff. Uh, it, 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 it was fun talking realignment though. We have a month before football, so I'm sure we'll be able to continue covering this, uh, especially considering Texas and Oklahoma and the big 12 are actively at war, despite them interacting with each other all of this fall, at least. So, uh, let's move on to our lists. Uh, do we want to sprinkle in our two bad things in the middle or do we want to start with them, put them at the end? What, what are we thinking here? I say we sprinkle it in. Okay. Sprinkle it in to break up all the good vibes. Okay. So let's so go after we each list off five and four. We'll give our number two bad thing. Then after we do number three and two, we'll do our number one bad thing. And Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to say Michigan won the rivalry total last year. Uh, we You guys may have had the better record if you just count football, basketball, and hockey, but we had the better teams. So my number five off-season thing is going to be NIL coming in. That's my number five. My favorite off-season thing has been the implementation of NIL. Uh, The only thing that's keeping this this low on the list is that haven't seen a ton of uh, Michigan or Michigan State really uh, embracing of the NIL. They've both embraced it. Like Michigan's got football jerseys with names on them in the MDAN, and, and Hunter Dickinson just released these fantastic merch. Um, and uh, there's been some, but just not a ton, not what I expected right out of the gate, but just seeing kids all over from offensive lines, getting deals with fried chicken restaurants and uh, rappers, children getting seven figure deals because he's the child of a rapper. Like it's very been very weird. And it's been my type of weird. I've really enjoyed watching it unfold. Uh, so what's your number five? Oh man. Um, so this one, felt pretty confident and now it feels like a jinx so we're gonna knock on wood here uh fans coming back mm-hmm. i mean i've paid my season ticket so that feels great um yeah man just i did not feel excited about football even when it finally like, i mean yeah at this point last year we didn't think we were gonna have a football season but even when it came to fruition it just it was a show that instead of having to watch Netflix Saturday, I could put it on, I guess. I, don't, I just didn't get into it. Like no tailgating, no going to a game. I know. No I, 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 I feel the same way where I was watching sports. I could get into my team sports, but whenever I was watching as a neutral, I was just yeah. like, it, the juice just wasn't there for me. And it, it immediately changed when the NHL and NBA playoffs started and building started really feeling alive again. Uh, mm-hmm. To the point where if I had to, if I went to look at what hockey was on that night and it was in the Canadian division, I was like actively upset because that meant Absolutely. there were no fans. Uh, yeah. So that's a great point. Uh, hopefully yeah, it's I think, yeah, I mean, I'm vaccinated. I guess if uh, we'll see how this Delta variant goes and hopefully make the best decision for my family being safe. But um, the excitement of actually, you know, and, and even – if I was to not go to games and be able to think, 
it was the best decision for me, but I, I appreciate other people being in the stadium, I guess. I, I guess um, still, yeah. that would yeah, be yeah. exciting for me. So, yeah, I mean, Big Ten Media Days was last week, and it felt like a normal summer, like being like, okay, Big Ten Media Days, about a month out, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's watch the BTN, like, bus tour is about to happen. And Yep, no, um, it, it is getting exciting for sure. And I did not feel that a year ago. So. Oh, cool. no way. That's good. That's good. So that's my number five. All right. Awesome. My number four is going to be, it's been a storyline throughout the last summer or so. Um, Michigan basketball's non-conference schedule. I know this is a kind of a, a little weird one, but these are the types of things that really pick me up in the off season when I get to hear about games that are going to be happening. That's, that's something that really uh, gets me, gets me excited. And Michigan basketball under Beeline, I would say they played a good amount of good teams in the non-conference, but it was usually maybe one in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, maybe one other one that was a big game, and then a tournament. Um, but this year, man, it's uh, it's different. They obviously some of these come from that, but ACC Big Ten Challenge, we've got. Uh, what it's like Michigan when we played foot, uh, Florida and football all the time. That's what we have now with North Carolina because uh, we're playing them yet again. Uh, we're playing. And then in the tournament we're the, we're doing a tournament in Vegas where I believe we play UNLV and then the winner of Arizona and Wichita state. But those are still some, some cool games, you know, something to just get you excited. But then there's rumors of us playing at Oregon this year and, um, Kentucky at Chrysler is confirmed. Uh, it, just lots of cool games. We're going to UCF, which is kind of a weird one. Uh, it, it's just lots of fun games. Seton Hall, uh, a, a, a rematch of the 89 championship game. I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, Homefield, please sponsor us. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, lots of fun games all being played before the new year. That, that gets me all jazzed up for the season. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, you're uh, you're a schedule nerd. You're you're like me. You're on FB future schedules a lot, is what you're saying. Yeah. You're admitting now. Oh yeah, I am a big time schedule nerd. I love it. All right, my number four is gonna in classic. Uh, you know, maybe maybe classic. Throw some shade at uh, our own schools. Little pick on ourselves. Um, Dane Fife's not on staff at MSU basketball anymore. <laughs> And he's at Indiana, which should provide much, much beautiful, beautiful material for me. That's um, hilarious. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, it's, it's not even so much just about Dane. I think, you know, I think a lot of people, because of the, the way the Kivier and lawyer story went, even though Kivier committed to MSU before he went and played for Dane's father in high school. Um, I think just a shakeup in general. Uh MSU basketball felt pretty stale there. And um, and when you're having a, a bad, like almost historically bad for the Izzo 10-year year, it's not a bad thing to see maybe a shakeup of staff, just like some new voice in the room. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it was fun. He's a great – he's a great but weird interaction on Twitter if you can interact with Dane Fife. Um, but uh, – yeah, I think uh, I think I just enjoy that MSU basketball has something new. It's 
which yeah. we need to do because after last year and how the outlook is on recruiting right now and everything else, it's um, yeah, it's not bad to uh, to shake that up a little bit. Yeah, I feel you. I think that's a great point, and especially after a year um, like MSU had. Um, it's definitely good to shake things up, especially I know you guys aren't quite to the point where you're on retirement watch for Izzo, but definitely you want to count every year at this point because you know it's it's over soon in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, Um, and you uh, there's also probably put a little bit of a hole in the like there was talk of Dane Fife being the head coach in waiting, and I think we can put that to bed now. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so time to go to the bad side of things of the off season. Uh, my second least favorite thing of this off season, uh, was the string of Michigan football transfers. Um, uh, spoiler alert, both of my negative things are about football. Um, <laughs> who could have seen that coming? Uh, but no, seriously. I mean, it did suck. Lots of, like a guy like Zach Charbonnet, you know, it was probably the right decision with how that running back room looks, but it still hurts. You know, I, he comes and runs like he did against uh, in the first couple weeks of 2019. And you get visions of him as a senior, you know, or even a junior. And, and so to never see that sucks, but not just him. You have guys like Zach Carpenter on the offensive line, lose, um, Obviously, two quarterbacks that we both that we thought both were going to end up a starter at some point at Michigan, and McCaffrey and Melton, um, Giles Jackson, the aforementioned Giles Jackson, who will return a touchdown against Michigan uh, in the fall for Washington. I mean, it just sucked, and it was just one after another with guys for every time. Basically, you look at last season, and you're like, I get it, man. I get it. I don't hold it against you. Just would have liked to see your potential in his. So that that's mine. What, what's your your second least favorite thing to happen this offseason? Uh, I will probably say Amani Bates decommitting. And not so much from, like, I'll be realistic. I think I said on the show that it was like 50-50, like my expectation of him coming to MSU. And that was being optimistic. So I don't even think it was um, – so much uh, being down that he's not coming to MSU, but it would have been nice if you're going to go to the G League to go to pro, just just announce it at the same time. Like doing this weird, I'm decommitting and I'm still looking at schools. Like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, um, no, uh, I I I I told you so. So. Oh that- no, and that's the whole reason that it sucks. Was like just do it, just go pro, just do mm-hmm. it. Now yeah. it makes it worse. Uh, yeah, everything that comes out about Amani Bates, there's that one Michigan fan account of the nerd who took a picture with a Chicago Bear one time and went to uh, probably a community college in Illinois, but loves to talk about the academics of MSU. Uh, I don't know who you're talking he, about, but that's okay. he's big. He's big around MSU Twitter. I'm gladly Michigan fans have not taken him under their wing, um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he. He loves to reply to every Amani news that comes out like, oh, every MSU fan thought he going to like, no, we didn't. We really had, didn't. It was pretty funny that he left him on his final eight for what his decision. Yeah. I, and it's funny that 
you, the rivals workers or the, not the rivals, but 24 seven guys have to come out and say like, just so everyone knows, MSU has actually never called him. <laughs> They're not recruiting him. They didn't know why they made it in the top eight. Like, so don't get That's your so hopes up, guys. That's don't what, get your I mean, up. I quote tweeted it with, I think he's going to go to Michigan state. Just but <laughs> nobody liked it. It didn't go off. I thought people might no numbers, but I, uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah. But that's a good one. Yeah, that saga sucked for you. I I told I was trying to trying to get crush your dreams so they wouldn't be crushed by something else. Um, all right, back to the good things. Um, number three, Hunter Dickinson returning to Michigan for his sophomore year, and in addition to that locking up this year's recruiting class, because as everybody knows in 2020, Michigan was thought to also basically have two five stars coming in uh, and something the last couple of weeks, it just didn't happen. Uh, this time we do bring in Musa Diabate. We do bring in Caleb Houston in addition to a lotany of other really, really good basketball players and um, the real, uh, you know, you know what? I'll throw Eli Brooks returning into this one as well, um, because I just the whole off season for Michigan basketball, outside of I think Chandy returning, um, I think that's the only way it could have went better. So I, I really that's that's my number three for uh, is is positive basketball news. Yeah, just to give you, so we were talking pre-show when we came up with this idea. Uh, I told you I was struggling to think of five. And it wasn't so much to say I'm not a positive person, but I was like, there just hasn't been much happening. I don't feel like MSU has been outside of what my number one will be. There just hasn't been much news uh, for MSU. So my number three, going to go with a personal touch, um, MSU women's soccer hired the Grand Valley coach to come over. And then uh, it's going to be fun. I've already tweeted at them that Wyatt's going to be their number one fan. I'm going to try and get as much free swag. Namers like this is, I mean, they can, they can give him stuff now. It's fine. Yep. Maybe it's a recruiting violation, but he's young enough. Let's <laughs> go with it. It's not going to be on the women's soccer team. So we're good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's kind of fun for me. Uh, Grand Valley was a dynasty when I was in school. They stayed a dynasty after I left. They've had multiple undefeated seasons. They've won multiple national championships. So it's kind of cool to see two people, uh, both the assistant coach and assistant come over. And I think really like big picture wise outside of just like picking it for the Grand Valley reason, MSU has neglected the small sports for way too long. They let coaches stay who don't get results. And they have done that in baseball, wrestling, uh, softball, you name it, women's soccer for way too long. Now we have a new wrestling coach who's turned that program around massively and we're looks like we're trying to do that in women's soccer so take that big 10 money get that extra Kansas money and spend it on the small sports a little bit because uh that's to me that's like the health of a a full athletic department is not just having two mega sports that get all the attention but the rest of this athletic department sucks yes. so for example like that. the university Bill Beacon, of Michigan. <laughs> Bill Beacon, yeah yeah. Well, Michigan, I mean, Michigan, like you get to like every spring, you get to have fun. Like, I mean, you watch hockey all year, but for your fans who don't like all of a sudden they're in the frozen four and then they get to go watch 
the women's softball championship, and they get to oh, go baseball. do all these fun things in yeah. baseball. Gymnastics, and, uh, natty. We won the natty. Gymnastics. Yeah. So, like, you know, as an MSU fan, I think I want to. I want to have a little bit more of that. I want to care about the small sports more, um, or have everyone around me care more. Like, I get to work with them as an advisor, and it's awesome. I love my small school kids, or small sport kids, rather. Um, but yeah, I like again. Bill Beekman continues to surprise me. I, my expectations were so low that there was almost no way he couldn't meet them. Uh, but he's he surprised me. I, I like that hire. Nice, nice. I like gotta love getting these small schools uh, some shout outs on the pod because they they did I say small schools? I meant small sports. But regardless, moving on. My number two item of the off season. My only real uh, positive for football, and this did happen. While we were still doing podcasts, so a little caveat there, but uh, Rashawn, or is it Rashad, Benny, uh, flipping from Michigan State to Michigan, uh, that was my number two moment. Uh, Rashawn. Rashawn, see, I don't deserve him. <laughs> uh, sorry, when you're that late of a flip, it uh, really is hard to get get your name down also i do a podcast and perhaps i should have prepared but you know we move forward uh but yeah i mean that was fun because anytime that happens it's a good time right i mean sorry uh we are we are very cordial most of the time but there's no way around that one really we took him sorry (laughs) yeah you hired his well hired his high school coach so that's right well and Closed on Donovan Edwards. Not that MSU was ever getting Donovan Edwards. Don't don't mix that up. I wasn't thinking that. Um, but yeah, it was a, you know, it was. I mean, granted, we can say that like Brady Hoke didn't do bad recruiting. Like I don't think we've ever had Michigan not recruit well, but they closed surprisingly well for the season they had. So well, I I I would put that all to the staff they added. Um, we'll get more into this once we start really uh, diving into football. Um, But I I really do feel good about the staff changes that were made, especially for recruiting. I know recruiting isn't going great right now uh, for football, but it's still middle of the cycle. I'm not worried. Um, But he got a really good group of guys. And that's out of – as somebody who wanted Jim Harbaugh to not be Michigan's football coach at the end of last season, um, he did about everything he could to make me – be okay with him um, on the field. On yes, the field. yes. Uh, the very important caveat is on the field. Um, yeah, that's fair. Because I'm going to try and separate those, uh, at least on here. <laughs> um, but what, what's your number two? Uh, it's, it's a combo. I don't know if it's it's not bad, but it's going to come off harsh. Uh, combo the good. Mitch Lewandowski is back for MSU hockey. I think that's huge. We talked about that at the end of the show. Uh, at the end of last season, how I know he had a rough year, but I also looked at it like that was the least amount of talent he's ever played with. And, uh, you know, he also was just snake bit. And I mean, he was doing the same things he's done before in his shooting percentage. I'll take three years of a good shooting percentage over one bad um, and just count on that coming back up. And the other thing I enjoyed was Dan Cole did not do the Mark Antonio nice guy behavior. No one else got welcomed back for their COVID year. 
Um, and I think if uh, MSU hockey wants to get where they want to get, that's probably the way you should approach because no one else deserved it after the way they played. Um, I think the only one I would have taken was Tommy Apap, but I think it's also good that moved on to pro hockey. Um, you know, the style of play that he plays, he doesn't need to come back and take hits for no money in college. He needs to go make a little bit of money. Um, you know, so I think uh, it was it, it was a good signal to me of just, you know, combined with the fact that he took multiple 20-year-olds in the recruiting class, like he knows he's a little bit off on turning this ship around, like time to do it, time to kick the guys out who, remember this graduating class was the one that came in as he was hired. So he didn't recruit any of them. So, you know what? They weren't his players to begin with. They stuck around. They did what he asked for four years. Uh, but you got to earn it to come back. So I enjoyed that. Uh, Michelin Dallas is coming back and no one else is. Uh, not from a personal perspective of not liking them, but I think it shows me that uh, Dan Cole's doing things that also Tom Anastas didn't do. He honored every Rick Conley commit, and then he said he hated it because he didn't get to do things the way he did. Well, guess what? That was your decision. How early do you think you're going to start getting Danton Cole hot seat tweets? Dude, there's already people doing it. <laughs> I, yeah, whatever. I, okay, fair enough. And, and, and the thing is, is like, I we can get into a whole thing, but it's just, it's so crazy to try and compare rebuilding MSU hockey right now to the fact that, yeah, when you went to MSU in the early 2000s, Mun was packed and Ron Mason had it going, or not Ron Mason in the early 2000s, but the late 90s and the mid 90s, he had it going. Guess what? The CCHA gave you six teams every year that you could just beat the fuck out of. And all you had to do was finish top four in the CCHA. That's all you had to do. Yeah. And it was hard. The top four was good. But now the Big Ten, you try and rebuild in the Big Ten. Big Ten's tough. Which, Ohio State and Penn State suck, but they're still getting talent. <laughs> like, you can't – right now you want to turn around, and I know this is going to lead into your number one, but you want to turn around and Michigan has four out of the top five NHL draft picks. Good luck. Did that happen? It's hard to rebuild. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into me just uh, swooning over Michigan hockey, uh, we need to go to our number one negative offseason storylines. Um, and mine uh, was Maurice Linguist. Uh, leaving as defensive coordinator after roughly a month, maybe two. Uh, and that sucked. That, that now, was longer than Dan Enos, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was longer than Dan Enos. That was only two weeks. Uh, and this was also like a legitimate reason. He left for a head coaching job. Uh, no hate to Maurice Linguist. Uh, go get your bag, boy. Uh, but, man, that puts you in a shitty spot. Now, I will say um, – despite the fact that they only made it out of it uh, in a good situation because of nepotism and Jim got to go, uh, uh, brother, uh, can, can I, I'm in a real bad situation. And so John just gave him Mike McDonald, uh, <laughs> man, I, that was raw. That was real scary for a second. And, um, it's still kind of scary, but I think they made it out of it. Okay. But that was definitely the moment that hits that was the least favorite point of my uh, my off season. I, I did not enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that. 
I think the hard part too is like you said, you're coming off of signing day, uh, flipping an MSU commit. There's like a little bit of momentum going, right? Like maybe, but everyone was still at that point, like cool, signing day is fun, but we shouldn't be having Jim back. And then that happens. <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah, that was probably a pretty good low point for you guys uh, in the off season. But as usual, everyone's not not usual as in Michigan fans. I mean, it's of every fan base. As usual, as the summer has gone on, we all get excited again. Right after we said we weren't going to get excited. That's so, right. We're sick. We We're the sickos in the meme. Right. Uh, my number one, man. Um, just because I don't want it to end. And also, because it's kind of cool to see like the graphic every April. The NFL draft streak ending kind of sucked. Um, and it sucked because, man, there is no one even close. <laughs> We tried to talk ourselves into Shakur Brown's going to get drafted. He's like a 5'9 cornerback. Come on, man. Mark Antonio. You rip Tom Weed on your way out the door. Uh, Thank you for all the memories, but God damn, did you torch this thing on the way out. And that's embarrassing. For a school that you say you love and a program you built up and you cared about, like, God damn, did you Dude, torch this thing on the way out? Lloyd Carr won a national championship at Michigan, and he left the program pretty much exactly the way Mark D'Antonio left Michigan State, if if not worse off. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's happened before, and my favorite part of the draft streak ending was the uh, incredibly dumb and small amount of people. Don't let me – paint your fan base is dumb because most of what I saw was the smart people that I follow and I enjoy reading content from being like, Hey, you idiot. This is not Mel Tucker's fault. Um, But man, there was a small amount of people that were like, Jesus can't believe Mel let this happen. (laughs) The the best part about all of those is you know that they don't pay attention to this at all. No, no. What was it like two weeks Two weeks into Mel's tenure, you have people from like the NFL network being like, hey, we can actually have scouts come to MSU now because Mark Antonio locked the fucking doors all year. What in the God damn, dude. It's not 1984. The kids want to go to the NFL. That's what they're here for. Let scouts in the damn door. What are you doing? Like the, the fact that it was 2019, 2018, 2020, and that's what he was doing to his guys trying to get one paycheck in the NFL because we all know most of these guys aren't getting a second contract. You're getting one. Yeah. And and the, the joke on some coaches is like, oh, he'll get you one. Like at Auburn, he'll get you paid once. Okay. That's still generational wealth. Get paid once. That's right. Yeah. Go fucking do it. And that's your job as a college coach get them paid so you failed your job multiple ways on the way out yes sir so, yeah that sucked and it was just kind of like we said our goodbyes we saw how bad the season went but it was like you know what cool mark's gone like we're not going to bash him and it was just like the last little reminder that he absolutely left this place in shape. so yeah well that's a well-deserved number one um bobby williams and- got people drafted mark bobby williams <laughs> got people drafted go to john l smith 
I hope Michigan State fans have stayed along for the ride because you've really you've really done a good job with the offseason you were handed. I do want to say that. Um, because this has been a lot easier for me. <laughs> um, and, and so I hope lots of MSU fans have tuned in to listen to you talk and just ignore uh, my dumbass. Um, my number one, and I was going to just say the NHL draft, but then Franz Wagner got drafted eighth overall to the Orlando Magic tonight, uh, making him, I think, the first top ten pick since Trey. Uh, so congratulations to him. So yeah, Michigan's uh, Michigan players getting drafted. That's my number one offseason storyline. Um, for those of you who haven't heard, and I do just want to clarify the only reason that I haven't didn't open the show with this is because we were doing this as a top five episode and this was easily my number one. Man, four out of the top five in the NHL draft, including one and two. Um, I got engaged on this day that this happened. It was a tie for the highlight of my day. This is a joke. If anybody is listening to this that would get offended by that, it was a joke. You just went Scott Bell on this show. What are you doing? Oh, you're right. You just took Scott Bell's and did it on this show. Brandon, we need more counseling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, man, but top four, four out of the top five is ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense how it happened. Yeah, you can go. So I haven't seen an update. I haven't seen an update. Um, I assume, I mean, everyone has said that, that they're coming back. The only one that I think it just depended on what his team said when he talks to him is Owen Power. Any update on that? No update, but I, I, it, it has sounded like for a very long time. He's back. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't expect him to go, but. No, it sounded like that conversation with Buffalo has, has happened. Um, okay. Even before the draft, I think. So and everything I, since the draft has said, don't come now, Owen, because they are absolutely tanking again. Well, you know what's so, weird is Michigan put a hockey roster on the on Emgo Blue, on Emgo Blue, and mm-hmm. the guys who are gone are not on there, and nothing's been confirmed. But and, and another thing is, we're used to having this conversation at the end of June. It's the end of July, man. Classes start in a couple of weeks. I, I really yeah. do think that all these guys are back. And, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this team is just going to be absurd in terms of uh, on-ice talent uh, throughout the lineup. Um, I think a minimum of two banners for me to be happy at the end of the season. I'm not going to specifically say what those banners need to be because if it's any combo of, you know, the regular season title, big 10 playoffs, uh, frozen four or the natty, if, if they get two, don't, don't count Hayne a frozen four. That's winning two games. No. And don't, don't be this kind. You need to win the natty. 
No, I'm not going to go. Not when the tournament no. is the most random. Uh, okay. Jeremy, if they go and beat the shit out of the Big Ten and win the Big Ten tournament and get upset by okay. Air Force because college hockey is the dumbest postseason, then it is what it that's is. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, that's fair. Um, but you do need to be like the consensus number one going into the tournament. Like after – you need to dominate. They the need to be team. a one seed. That's what I oh and the number one team. No, no, I know what you're saying, and I'm disagreeing. I'm saying they need to be one seed because Jeremy, Jeremy, why, why ruin this season by going into every week? See, you should be mad. That's why I'm not doing this. I'm just gonna say, be a one seed, win the try. Please, that's really what I want. Is I want to see him win the Big Ten. A natty would be great, but like. That's been the one thing missing from my experience once I started watching college hockey. They haven't won a regular season conference. Um, and, and that's really, really what I want. I want them to go and win the Big Ten. And, I mean, you have every reason to think they can do it. I mean, they. this has been – I mean, their top – their centers are Matt Beneers, the number two overall pick, Thomas Bordalo, who was, like, one of the sickest – kids in the big 10 last year as a freshman as Andy's a second round pick. And then you have Johnny Beecher who's coming back inexplicable. Like I know he wasn't great last year, but this is just nuts. If you would have told me his, after his freshman year that I'd get to see him as a junior, I, I wouldn't have believed you. So just to have him as your third line center. And then Garrett Van Wy has perfected the grinder role in college hockey as well as I've seen anybody do it. So, I mean, you surround them with guys like Kent Johnson, Mackie Samuskevich, Dylan Duke, uh, Brendan Brisson, and then veterans like Michael Pastyov, Luke Morgan. I mean, this is just a team that's ridiculous. And then you add in the two top five picks on the back end and the drafted goalie. I, I am going to cherish every 60 minutes I get with this team through next year. I am so excited. Oh, I'm God. sorry. I'm sorry, but this is just absurd. It's absurd that it's happened, right? I feel the same way this off season. I haven't felt like this about a sports team since going, if this makes you feel better, the last time I felt this way was going into football in 2016 when they had like everybody returning except for Rudock. And that was the year they went like 10 and 0 and then lost to Iowa and then lost the J2. But like, I haven't felt like this uh, about any team since, since then it it is seriously crazy. Uh, It ruined like my favorite week of the year, every year, which is the NHL draft. Yeah. That was tough. I'm sure just one, two, Uh, five. That's, that's hard. No, the, the NHL looked out for me and made it worse by drafting, you know, sexual assault kids in the first round so oh god no no i mean it's gonna be fun like and if i can take the fan base out of it part like it's gonna be awesome for college hockey like those guys are just gonna be musty tv um which would be great for the four games we get them on btn (laughs) so yeah no the big 10 has the big 10 has probably the most talented college hockey team uh I don't even know how long and they're not going to showcase it at all. Nope. Um, and, and if they get Brendan's way, we'll replace them with more Kansas volleyball. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, give me uh, your number one. I'm, I'm excited to hear your number one. Oh 
Tuck coming, man. Mel Tucker, finally. Shutting up for those people that, uh, the few people that you found that uh, want to blame the uh, <laughs> the draft streak ending on Mel. Man, this summer with recruitment and having visits open back up June 1st has been so fun. Like, I'm someone who's loved recruiting, and, like, I found a way to get excited about Mark Antonio recruiting, but that is nothing compared to watching Mel Tucker recruit. Um, I mean, the numbers aren't probably there where we want to be permanently. Like, you know, seventh in the Big Ten, 28th nationally, that's about what we normally did under D'Antonio. But doing this coming off the COVID season and not even getting to see most of these kids until June in person, boy, it has me excited about 2023, Brendan. We need a good football season to keep that momentum going. That's the caveat, and we have to hold on to some of these guys. But, like, I, I, I'm going to give you a history lesson. Do you know Antonio Gates enrolled at MSU, Brendan? Uh, I Only because of the recent developments, and I, okay. I read the tweets, yeah. But I, I did find that out. That was cool to find out. Um, yeah. I, so. I didn't know that. Uh, you, you know, I will say, um, as somebody who's generally more of a, a pessimist a little bit about Mel Tucker – I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a big believer, but mm-hmm. um, it, it, after the first recruiting class he had and hearing your reasoning that I was a little doubtful of, uh, this does persuade me a little bit more how, how he's recruited uh, yeah. this, this cycle. Obviously, we got a long way to go in this cycle. And so it could go up or down. And, and that's, yep. I, I talked about that with Michigan too. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if this class ends up around where it is right now, that's going to make the 2023 class very, very interesting because it'll really be a case of, is this going to plateau around where Mark did, or is he going to, he going to crank up the heat and that that'll be very interesting, especially let's say Michigan goes six and six this year and they take Harbaugh's buyout. Then Mm -hmm. what are you doing? That, that, that'll yeah. really be interesting. Well, and even out, you know, to even get outside of the Michigan bubble too a little bit, like, I mean, this is needed. Right now, Ohio State's number one class, Penn State's in the top three. Like, regardless of the results on the field, James Franklin is still doing what he's been good at, which is recruiting his ass off. Um, you know, and even better right now than he's been in a few years. So, you know, and then Mel's made some moves that I just feel like, you know, have been – have been kind of savvy. Like, I know Michigan fans aren't excited about Ben Van Summeren, but if that got us to maybe getting Austin Van Summeren, I'll take it. Like, I'll take that's, Ben for that's a couple the years. type of shit that Michigan fans would have been eating up. I that's a great point. I that's and, because I I made a lot of jokes about the Ben Van Summeren transfer because of how some of those on Michigan State Twitter kind of painted it. Um, you know, like right. we took a guy from you, and it was like not really like he wouldn't have been a rotational no. player. <laughs> But, no. it, but but that is a great – that is a savvy, savvy move if I mean, if, if it gets them Austin Van Sumer. Right, yeah. if they get Austin, great. And then also, you know, Wisconsin recruiting the best they have in, in their entire history. Go steal their recruiting director who's coming from Georgia where you want to recruit. Again, help yourself, but at the same time, you also hurt a rival. I'm all about that. And on top of that – I think the thing that made me the most excited about Mel was, you know, 
part like to kind of tie into our draft discussion he hired an nfl scout someone who did nfl scouting to come in and be his director of like you know personnel and kind of run that pro day we didn't get anyone drafted he got kicked out sent to kansas and replaced with the guy from wisconsin syed so man like that's the stuff that i love like that's the stuff that again mark at the end of his tenure not getting rid of coaches not holding guys accountable mel could have given everyone the COVID pass the way that a lot of fans want to give Mel the COVID pass, right? He didn't do it. He said, you know what? We didn't recruit well enough. We didn't get our guys to the NFL well enough. It's results-based. You're gone. Pushed out the door. And that's the stuff that, like, I'm eating up this summer. Um, like you said, and we could go out and we could fall flat on our face. We could have decommits. We could, this could all blow up, right? Um but this feels like a pretty good foundational class to then follow this up. You know, Kate and Hauser, it's also been like the commits have been fun, but then those guys have gone out and moved up rankings. And that's something that MSU that we always joke doesn't happen. Like once they commit to MSU, they're not moving up. Like they're going to stay stagnant. They don't usually move up. And it's not an MSU bias. Sometimes it's like the kids just don't do enough to move up. Um, but Kate and Hauser committing and then ripping up the Elite 11 and becoming an Elite 11 quarterback. I'll take that all day. That's, yeah. uh, that's been fun this summer. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's, and I think a lot of it too, is it just built, you know, for across the nation, it built like kids couldn't do visits. So like having it all be, we get to see Mel recruit come June 1st. And now, you know, He's closed multiple kids, I think, off of every weekend from the the visitors of June. I mean, that's that's all that's all we need to see right now. So, yeah, I mean, that's really cool. I so I haven't really got to experience like the the the, the slow rebuild that Mal's trying to do right now, because obviously when Brady Hoke left, he left the program. Despite what we thought at the time, he left the program a lot in a lot better shape than. Mark D'Antonio did. And so when Jim mm-hmm. got here, you know, immediately they're nine and three and the next year going into the season, looking at a playoff. Um, right. And so that's something, but it's something I've gotten experience of as a Red Wings fan, which is just way different because rebuilding mm-hmm. in professional sports is much different, but, but, but I know what you mean about clinging on to these little victories, you know, like, like, yep. like for me, it was back when, when, Oh my God, Philip Zadina fell to us. And, but now like getting that, well, and I think, the elite 11 quarterback, what is it? How it's not Hauser again, is it? Yeah. Kate and Hauser again. Famous. Okay. Okay. Pro- pronounced the same, but spelled different than Joey. <laughs> okay. So Kate yeah. and Hauser, but either way, yeah. I've seen some of his clips, like dude looks like a, like a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the other thing too, like it'll tie back into our uh, our discussion of Mitch Lewandowski for me as well. Like he went out and 20 guys transferred out and 14 came in. Same thing. Like, and we lost some guys that rated well under D'Antonio as far as like recruiting stars, like Devontae Dobbs, who never really panned out here. Best of luck to him at Memphis. Um, you know, and we, so we lost some guys, but he went out there and he's like, this isn't good enough. I'm going to go get Kenneth Walker from Wake Forest. I'm going to get a guy, a couple guys out of the SEC. I think it's telling when you look at guys who leave, most of them went down to the G5. We had a couple that ended up P5. Um, 
transfers, you know, one at Washington State, one uh, a special teams player ending up at like Illinois, you know, or Northwestern, the kicker, um, Jack Olson. But it's really telling when all 14 guys you bring in, maybe one, I think one came from the G5 and he's going to be a starting offensive lineman and he had an Oklahoma offer uh, versus the 20 guys who leave mostly end up at G5. Like that should tell you the difference right there. It does. Um, no, it does tell you, man. And it could all blow up and it could be a four and eight season. <laughs> like they totally could do that. Um, Cause they are still very depleted. Uh, but for the summer, when you're trying to ramp up and get that excitement going, it's been fun, you know, to care about the recruiting and, and where it's going. Yeah, no, absolutely. Completely agree. And that is our list. And uh, that is our off season recap. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's just talk a little bit about weight. We're going to try and do weekly now the rest of the way, probably. Right. Yeah. 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 No, man. I'm, okay. I'm so we're going to try and we gotta build, we got to get our previews in. Like we're a month from football, Brandon. Like, I know. I know. Man, so, it's August this weekend. That's crazy. So we are going to spend the week, uh, figuring out how we're going to bring you these previews, uh, whether it's position by position for both teams or doing one big episode for each team. Uh, we'll figure that out for you guys. Hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe a guest before football season starts that could uh, come uh, clue us in on football a little bit uh, more than we already know. And uh, I think we're going to have a fun season this year. Um, I'm finally settled in a real job, and I think I think we're ready to uh, – I, I think my regular schedule will make it easier for us to make this a consistent thing all season long. And, uh, yeah, it should be a fun one. Foot, we're not starting we're, – we're starting with the veggies. We're starting with football, and I'm, I'm excited for football as much as the next guy. Um, but we know both of – both of us are going to be some winter sport people in terms of watching our teams win, uh, win some meaningful shit. So <laughs> uh, we're starting with the veggies, but then we're we'll fast- kind. I think, I think that you're a more optimistic MSU basketball fan than me right now. That was nice of you. I mean, your freshman class is sick. It all depends on Michigan's in a better spot, obviously, but oh, um, not by, yeah, you're not, gonna... by, not by that much by the way, only because we have some upperclassmen to rely on. Um, By the way, yeah, I enjoyed your five of. Like, I know you mentioned basketball in your five, but man, you're gonna have a great winner. <laughs> like, dude, I that know. hockey program and that basketball program at the same time. I know, and 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 I'm gonna yeah. try and fit watching Cade Cunningham in too. Like, I and and like I'm not even shooting. Like, this is a real thing I'm thinking about because I've never really had like paid attention to both hockey and basketball at the professional and college level throughout the year. Like I'm going to try to this year because the Red Wings, if, if they don't get bit by the injury bug, they don't look like that. They need to make the playoffs, man. No. Right now. They need to make the playoffs. They're good enough. No, they need, no, they need to be bad again. We can talk about this a different time. Anyways, (laughs) it it is going to be crazy though. Trying to watch Cade Cunningham, trying to watch the Red Wings when I can. And then, adding in how good Michigan basketball and hockey are supposed to be. But this year for me is all about treating every game in a vacuum so I can try and enjoy my teams as much as I can. Cause I think that's something we get caught up doing a lot in college sports is thinking about the big picture implications in 
too much, I think. I think Michigan football plays a back when they were good, like they'd play a crappy game against some mid-tier Big Ten team, and all I could think about is that Ohio State would have beat the same team by 40. And I'm going to try and not ruin basketball and hockey by doing that. I'm going to try and enjoy every game in a vacuum, and if they win, I should be happy at the end of it. Um, obviously, barring like, like the really bad teams, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think it's uh... – it's going to be a fun year, man. You might have to convince me a lot of weeks to come on and just hear how great Michigan sports are, but uh, I'll pull it together for you, babe. Keep pulling out for that rain, you know, but uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm just happy that we're, I'm just happy that I actually can look forward to it. I did not really enjoy sports regardless of result last year. So I am ready to be excited. I'm ready to be happy again on, uh, you know, watching these games and, I know it would have been hard for you. The only reason I had any positive feelings about sports was just because of the, how good the best, I mean, you win a championship, anyway. but even that sucked, like not getting to win a championship in front of fans and stuff. That wasn't very much fun, but um, you know, it's whatever. It'll be an exciting year. And at the least, at the least Rick Pitino's still around. We can keep getting these jokes off. Uh, also, before we go, I know we love to usually close on Patino, but I think we should do some fan service here, Brendan. I want, I'm ready to close with, hey, Eric, your coach is Brad Larson. 